we turned Watergate into a children's story. And the U.S. doubles in size, and it's not because of fast food. This is Today. Welcome to This Is Today, the podcast that features the stories that make this day unique. It's Tuesday, October 20th, 2020. I'm Russ, and here's what you need to know about today. Well, it is World Osteoporosis Day. Uh, This is a systemic skeletal disorder. It's got like low bone mass, microarchitectural deterioration. You know what? I had to look this up on WebMD to see exactly what osteoporosis is. And now that I've looked it up on WebMD... Um, I feel like I have it because really that's what happens every time you look up something on WebMD, you do actually feel like you have it. So I'm going to stop looking that up and stop reading about it and, uh, and just move on. I have actually want to talk to you about National Day of Writing. That is also today, National Day of Writing. And I brought on a couple of people to help me out with the topic. Yeah, let's uh, welcome Will and Ash from the Listen to This podcast, where they talk to unsigned, independent, and up-and-coming artists and musicians. Hey, guys. Hey, hey. Very hey. good. Thanks. How are you? Good. Hey, you know, I, I figured we could talk about, you know, book writing and things like that, but songwriting, that, that plays such a role in everyone's life. And you guys get to talk to a lot of independent artists and they just pour their heart out in these lyrics. Uh, what have you learned about writing and about the lyrics uh, that from the artists that you guys interview on your podcast? Um, I think one of the things I've learned is the writing process is completely different for everyone. For everyone. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, um, a lot of people, they say it's like organic. It comes to them as the music playing out. They'd probably write the music to uh, write the songs. Damn write the lyrics to the music mm-hmm. um, and then kind of naturally see it progress. But then other people are walking around, they've got like full on poems in their head and they're just like, oh, I need to write this down quick. And then they'll find the music to go with that. And right. The thing I like about it the most is talking to these different individuals and seeing that their perspective of things is, to me, it's not so much as a song as it is just a story. Right. And I like seeing these different people come up with their stories. Yeah. So uh, I, find, I find it really interesting. And I think a lot of the times it's open to interpretation what you think something yeah. is about and i just think it's an enjoyable process both listening and learning yeah you know and listening to like independent artists versus like pop songs you know it's not the yeah. same you know it's friday friday or some you know <laughs> crap like that it's actual you know lyrics that that mean something it's actually taylor swift we'll talk about her i mean some of her initial songs you could actually relate to you know you could relate to you yeah. know some crush in high school or whatever and now it's like what is this that she's playing now? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that, I guess. I think um, what a lot of uh, up-and-coming people and independent uh, artists have is... Uh, it's a DIY attitude, I think. Yeah, yeah. Everything right. is themselves, and they got to do it themselves. They've got a lot of drive in, them, in themselves as well. And I think, unfortunately, money is a big factor when you become successful. The commercial side of things especially management, record labels make a change just for the commercial side of things. And I think that's obviously where more money's involved. And if you're independent, you don't have the record labels butting in. It's, it's kind of sad sometimes to see these artists change so much and go away from what they started from just because they're driving after the dollar. Yeah, I, I think you're totally right. I mean, I think um, bands, not personally bands I like, but, you know, really good bands like Coldplay, um, they've, mm. ch- they've changed massively now whether or not that is just Chris Martin 
uh, progress in his music style. I I can't help but think of sometimes the like you said, the dollar is driving the band. So uh, I'm going to bring you guys back in a little bit to talk about an event that happened on this day. Uh, but bef- before we uh, go to break here, I got, I got to also mention that it's national or international. It's not just national; it's international sloth day today. Uh, any any feelings on sloths? They're a lot smaller than I thought they are. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> They're really small. <laughs> like, I've always seen like, pictures of sloths and stuff in books as a kid. And then when I saw one in a zoo, I was like, oh, that's it? Uh, right. <laughs> you sort of think like it's going to be like Bigfoot. But no, it's just this little <laughs> tiny thing. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, I guess to celebrate International Sloth Day, you could go to a zoo and see a sloth, or you could just be one. I think if in my previous past life, I'm pretty sure I was one. It wouldn't surprise me. I think I was. Hmm. Uh, you know, I think that would be great to come back as a sloth, <laughs> <laughs> just just to relax a little bit and not worry about anything. kind of love that. Um, all right. So we've got a, a, a lot of stuff to cover on today's podcast, including uh, Thomas Jefferson. He actually negotiated with Napoleon on, on buying some land. We'll, we'll talk about that right after this. Thomas Jefferson negotiated with Napoleon I to acquire the land in North America controlled by the French. This was called the Louisiana Purchase. The French had taken back control of the area from Spain in 1802. The concern was that the French controlled the port of New Orleans. They would essentially control all the shipping up and down the Mississippi River. So this was a problem that needed to be solved. So the U.S. was set to make an offer to buy just New Orleans for about $10 million. Well, apparently the French had a going out of business sell, and so they struck a deal to sell off the entire territory for $15 million. So like I do when I see a group on offer that's just too good to pass up, they accepted it. They took out their American Express, I'm assuming, and agreed to buy the land. Well, the problem was that Congress needed to approve the deal. So on this day in 1803, the deal was approved by Congress with a vote of 24 to 7. This roughly doubled the size of the nation. Speaking of doubling in size, over the past few weeks, I've been very happy with the podcast audience. It's been significantly growing. I want to make sure that I cater to all of the various demographics. So this next story is for those younger listeners. Once upon a time in 1973, there was a big bad president named Richard Nixon who lived in a big white house in Washington. Special prosecutors tried to subpoena Nixon. They wanted his recordings and they wanted to use them to build a case against him. Nixon didn't like this very much. It made him very sad and very mad and very, very paranoid. So he asked Attorney General Elliot Richardson to huff and puff and blow the special prosecutor out. Elliot refused. The firing was too cold, so he resigned. So Nixon crept down the hall to the Deputy Attorney General's office and asked him to huff and puff and blow the special prosecutor out. He refused. The firing created a hot situation. So he resigned. Then he slithered to the office of the Justice Department. Solicitor General Robert Bork must have thought that this was just right. So he blew out the special prosecutor. So many people lost their jobs in what was called the Saturday Night Massacre. 
But the case was still built. So later, Nixon decided to leave the big white house before the whole house blew down on top of him. Lucky for Nixon, the new president would pardon him so that he could live happily ever after. What a story, right? Yeah, fortunately stuff like that doesn't happen anymore. Oh wait, never mind. All right, moving now to 1977, the band Leonard Skinner. Uh, well, they just added some additional members and they started their tour. They were skyrocketing on the charts and their popularity was growing throughout the states and the world. But on this day, three members of the band died in an airplane crash in Mississippi. The plane was not exactly top-notch. It was built in 1948. Earlier in the year, the band Aerosmith turned down the plane. They, they didn't want to get on it because it was too old and too shaky. Just before boarding the plane, the lead singer Ronnie Van Zant said, If the Lord wants you to die on this plane, when it's your time, it's your time. They had five hours of fuel on the plane. However, at some point, the pilot noticed that there was no fuel left and called air traffic control. That was the last message from the plane. I'm going to bring back uh, from Listen to This Podcast, Will and Ash, to talk about the significance of this incident. Hey, guys. Hey. hey. To have members die while you're on tour and like in a plane crash. Oh, man, this is just so tragic. It's devastating to lose anyone. You know, and then to lose band members as well, someone you're so close with in the middle of a tour. I think with, being with a band, it's it's an emotional uh, time anyway because you're all you're all in it together. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. to get on a plane to go to essentially the next gig and for that to be cut short because three of your members die in a horrific plane crash. And I, and I think as well in the mid to late 70s, they were obviously at the peak of their success. Yeah. Right. The southern rock sound they had, and obviously mm. they, they were big all over the world. Yeah, so you can't awesome. really imagine... Can you imagine being on that plane and it's coming down? And I know. Yeah. Just, yeah. They started hitting all these pine trees as they were going down. And he said that it was like being hit by baseball bats while rolling down in a garbage can. That's graphic. Yeah. Was it 10 years later they, they came back? I think it was 10 years. I think it was like 87. Yeah. So they took them 10 years to get back to reunite. And uh, I'm surprised it took them... Yeah. Well, I'm surprised they did it at all. Yeah, obviously yeah. losing Ronnie Van Zant. But yeah, how do you come back from that? That's just crazy. It's like a you know, it's like a Led Zeppelin and John Bonham died. Yeah, and they, they had they, they ended. They and they had like, Jason okay, done, and then uh, Jason Bonham, his son, eventually takes John Bonham's place. Yeah, got to keep it in the family. <laughs> the only other uh, plane crash I can think of in rock and roll history is with Buddy Holly and Richie Valens. Oh, I think it, I think John it, Denver. Yeah, I think John it was Denver. A, was John Denver on yeah, yeah. Oh, and John Denver. Yeah, totally. John Denver. Uh, was it really? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. Really ironic song there, Leaving on a Jet Plane was his song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now we say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so I, I listened to the uh, False Heads uh, this last week. Who do you guys got coming up uh, next week on the show? Uh, so next we have uh, Max Cyrus, who's a Brighton-based grime artist. Uh, yeah. Uh, grime rapper he's he's just a great example of how music can get you through challenging times all right guys thank you for joining me that's will and ash from listen to this podcast uh the next episode of their podcast comes out next wednesday all right moving now to a story about microsoft yeah the united states accused microsoft of illegally thwarting competition because it forced the awful 
i.e. browser onto computers. I added that awful in myself. During the trial, Mr. Microsoft, uh, Bill Gates, argued over the definition of words like compete and concerned and ask and we. Do all guys named Bill do this in trial? I'm talking to you, Bill Clinton. Yeah. In the end, the judge said that Microsoft should be broken into a hardware unit and a software unit. An appeal stopped that breakup. Can you imagine that? Being forced to use the supplied browser on your device. You know, I, I went to Safari on my iPhone to see the latest stats. Well, back in 2002, IE controlled about 85% of browsing. That's down now to about 5%, whereas Chrome is at 81%. All right, taking a look at our birthdays for today. World Series home run leader Mickey Mantle was born on this day in 1931. He died in 1995. Tom Petty would have been 70 today. We tragically lost him in 2017. Kamala Harris is 56 today. Gee, I wonder what she wants this year for her birthday. Uh, in 1971, Snoop Dogg was born. He turns 49 today. And John Krasinski is 41. That's your look at October 20th. Thanks for listening to This Is Today. We do our best to pull together all the correct information. If we made a mistake and you heard it, you're super smart and we're super sorry. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a five-star if you think we deserve it. Special thanks to Will and Ash from Listen to This Podcast for joining me today. If you would like to make sure that we cover something on a future episode, let us know. Go to thisistodaypodcast.com to make suggestions, give us feedback, and see our other podcasts. I hope you enjoyed learning about today. I'm Russ, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.